0: Episode 76 of our SAP on Azure video podcast. Today is January 20th and together with Goran and Robert, we're here to talk about anything related to SAP and Microsoft. Hello, everyone. Hi. Today, I'm happy to welcome a guest that joined us last year, several times actually, Philip Leitenbacher. Last year, he introduced us to some cool check tools for um, HANA and Linux that he also made available on GitHub. And today he's back to talk about a new quality check tool or some scripts. But um, before we hand over to him, let's take a look at um, some of the news from this week. And I want to start with a Microsoft data center tour. We we talked about this in the past again, but I still find it extremely fascinating, especially since we don't have a way to visit them on site at the moment. These virtual data tours are also really, really fascinating. um, the speakers, um, Mark O'Neill and also Gerard van der Berg. Um, the, I, I had the pleasure to meet um, Gerard once um, on site there. He, he's really making this in a, in a fantastic way. So um, I'm sure this will be again a, a really cool session um, to, to go to, to take a virtual tour in the Microsoft data centers. Um, another thing, Bartosch. Um Tchaikovsky um after releasing all his old data and and sunapse uh, um blog posts, he has created a new blog post, um again on the SAP community side, and this time around Azure machine learning. And um what I especially like, he he basically starts um artificial intelligence, uh, machine learning is really interesting. but, he's not yet used this really and so so he's really starting from scratch he, he talks about some some scenarios that inspired him and then he really walks us through um a full setup like um what is machine learning then where do you get the data from and then he, he makes an analysis on all of this and yeah i mean you, you've probably seen several blog posts from from Bartlett already so it's again very detailed and t- yeah the end with a beautiful power bi dashboards where he then um, can can actually take some uh, results or, or lessons out of the data that he put into the machine learning algorithms. So I think really a very interesting blog post from Barters again. Um, yeah, check it out. Then um, another thing, um, Goran, that, that we found <laughs> um, on the tech community about um, SAP application service in an active-passive deployment across availability zones. Goran, do you want to... Share yeah, some insights
1: I, I, here. See, I mean, I, I like actually the uh, blog and uh, the idea. It's not, It's actually about the automation, right? So in, in a scenario where you will go across the zones, they could be a more far away, meaning the latency would be uh, higher. So then what could happen that, uh, okay, in one zone there will be a database and central services, and also all the application server. Application server Another zone will be shut down because latency is too big and that would increase, uh, <clears throat> uh, would decrease the performance, so to say, if you would run against the app service in the secondary zone. Now, what happens is that sometimes there's even maybe unplanned downtime or even planned downtime of the database, for example, uh, um <clears throat> and uh, that would mean that you should, the, the admin should recognize such an event, uh, start the application server in, in a, now a new zone, new active zone, Zone 2, and stop it in the first zone right to prevent uh, any performance issue and this is w- basically what he's automating here so in a way he would pull up the uh, and collect get the event that there's a database failure through the uh, also uh, uh, sap uh, on azure monitoring and based on those events uh, he would also then um, uh, he would use my kind of automation, what I was doing for start and stop of the system, but uh, there is a piece doing the application server. So he would start the app servers on the another side using the Azure automation account and also stopped on, on the on the old uh, zone. So in a sense, uh, it's it is a nice scenario, which is I would see also valuable. I have some customer who uh, actually didn't have a problem with the uh, uh, zones because he was running in a very close two zones. But he has some crazy uh, bad jobs uh, doing select star from the universe, selecting a huge amount of uh, data. And small, Philip knows this, and even small, a small frac, and they didn't want it's a custom based job. And they didn't want, of course, to change it, right? Although it could be very much optimized. So they were looking at infrastructure solutions. And the solution was basically to run those bad jobs on the application server in the same zone where the the, uh, active database is. Uh, And this extremely small uh, latency difference between the zones played actually, in this case, a huge difference for the bad jobs. So they also had a question, okay, what happens if database fails on another side, how we can somehow automate also the app server to be started on another side and stopped on on the first side. that could be also used in this case, so I, I like the idea. Yeah. So customer can I mean, try.
0: What, what I liked very much when, when reading through this is how all these different pieces that we now have are, are coming really together. As you said, there, there is the um, start-stop framework that you had, had released some some time ago, but then also really leveraging the functionalities from Azure Monitor for SAP. Exactly. So so really getting the information here with the pacemaker agent. So so now we can see something has happened and then we we use this information we just trigger another um um, script from from the framework here and and this is really i think we we had a few sessions obviously yeah about azure Monitor, and we were just saying well now we can monitor this and that and we have the information now and with this we can actually take actions and and that's what i really like um about this blog blog post because it really shows one of the first things how you can easily just take the sensor information that we have now and, and and do some actions around this
2: Sure. Yeah, and just just think of the idea of, for example, leveraging a function to run an ABAP code in the backend that changes the logon group or changes the batch group. So even yeah. if customers are running it active-active, the idea behind the blog post is basically, if you go one step further, you can go to the SAP system and update it and say, okay, if it's running here, then uh, this application server should be used for batch group or the other uh, ones should be used. So the, the if the database fails over, everything inside SAP also switches.
0: Yeah, that's, that's really powerful. Okay, um, switching over to load balancers.
1: Um, um, general availability of a one PowerShell script basically which upgrades a basic load balancer to the standard one. Um, it, it, it was already there, I know it. I need it for some different reasons. Uh, actually, it's not upgrading, it's deleting the old one and creating a new one based on the same parameters, so to say. But generally, I would say in the SAP context, uh, uh, the standard load balancer are having really much bigger performance, better way to do uh, troubleshooting, and also what is very useful if customer would decide to move from uh, to the zones. Um, in the zones, you need a standard load balancer. So if you have a basic one and availability set, you would need to do an upgrade to the standard load balancer del- bal- before you move to the zone. So definitely one useful piece uh, for the SAP scenario as well. PowerShell script and okay. Yeah. Right. So if we go to the next one, uh, for me, so I-, I love the ultra storage. I don't know, they they rock. I mean, they really have good performance. I, I love them, you know. I mean, they were missing some features like snapshot, which are kind of now coming. But I really like them, you know. So interesting. I just saw a kind of announcement in uh, new regions availability. So you see, Subhana is also, of course, yeah, Seems labeled to be there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love them. They're they're really. They never let me down, you know. I get I <laughs> throughput whatever you like, you know. Just they just work. Yeah. Somehow. Oh, the only limit here is the virtual machine, which pause, uh, uh, creates uh, a kind of cap on the top.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. OK. okay Last but not least. Education. Exactly. So I found also some interesting um, uh, virtual, uh, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Microsoft Azure Virtual uh, Training Day. So basically, it's a list of the different trainings. So here is the fundamental series interesting it's free and also if you finish if you complete it you will get a voucher for, uh, for for free certification of Azure fundamentals but if you would go also a bit uh, I, I believe up there they are different as well so it's not just the fundamental uh, let me see or, or down now here in the middle exactly yes so there is a different one for I don't know uh, maybe a Linux that would be interesting uh, um, in the infrastructure space about the architecture uh, data and DevOps as well. So again, I think would be definitely useful for, for, for you guys to to check it there. It's free, so why not to use it?
0: Exactly. Cool, perfect. So so this time it was a quick round, a quick overview, but that's actually good because then we can give Philip a little more time. So Philip, as always, um, can you quickly introduce yourself and then we're looking forward to seeing your your cool scripts?
2: Yeah, sure. Yeah, Philip, uh, based in Austria. Uh, so we are now all in the same time zone. Um, I'm part of uh, Vinita Anand's team. Uh, so within the SAP on Azure area, I am the incubation and innovation lead for specialized workloads, uh, responsible for SAP on Azure, HPC, and Azure VMware solutions. Um, so yeah, I've been with Microsoft for four and a half years, roundabout now. And yeah, great to be back on this amazing blog. We missed you. <laughs> <laughs> Just an invite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, the, as as Holger already mentioned, quality check is something that we started some year or one and a half years back, especially for HANA workloads. Uh, the reason for it was that it was sometimes hard to get, for example, storage configuration, right? Uh, So we we really started with this, hey, does the customer really have the right uh, configuration for premium or ultra storage in place? Did he forget about right accelerator and so on? Mm -hmm. The next step was where we said, okay, um, uh, we see that sometimes customers have problems getting their pacemaker clusters right, so for HANA. So we said, okay, let's build all these pacemaker parameters as well um, and add them to the quality check. And we received really good feedback from partners, SAP uh, and our customers. And um, yeah, some months back, we said, okay, how can we improve it by adding more checks? And what what we did is we basically said, okay, let's create a new version. Let's revamp everything a little bit. And let's build Quality Check V2. And Quality Check V2 can not only handle HANA now, but he also uh, checks Oracle, DB2, and ASE. We're working on Windows and SQL Server integration, and the biggest change is we can uh, actually check app servers and ASCS instances as well. That means if you, for example, take your OS parameters for Uh, fast failover in ASCS failover scenarios, when you, for example, do maintenance, um, then getting the application server parameters right was always important and it is important on Azure as well. So now it's super easy to check, for example, an app server, an ASCS or a database server. And we also added new capabilities like, for example, you can run it now on Linux in the past, it was only possible to run quality check on Windows as a jump host, uh, or you can also run it on Mac. So uh, PowerShell uh, 7.1, 7.2 are all available on Windows, Linux, and Mac. And as the PowerShell modules are independent to the operating system, you can basically do whatever you want. And in this case, run it from different uh, source jump boxes. Um, And one of the, uh, and the last, really big change was the output. So in the past we had a text output, not very nice to read. And I was a little bit inspired by HANA MiniCheck tool where you get this nice HTML report. So I'm like, OK, let's let's basically take that layout and. Add the SAP info and Azure information to it and yeah, um, here, here we are. Uh, it's quality check V2. We merged it into our public GitHub repo. Um, in the first week of January, and I want to show you uh, a live demo right now. So um, here's a sample report. Uh, Let's increase the size a little bit. So as you can see, it's an HTML file where you start with your script parameters, Uh, Then you have some information collection, like what is your VM, what is your operating system, what is the availability set or the zone name. If you have a PPG defined, it will not only show the name of the PPG, but also the VMs that are also associated to the same PPG. And then it starts to check for a number of, um, yeah. Check IDs. So every single check now has a unique check ID. That means it's also easier to find uh, what we're actually doing in the backend because you can search for it in the JSON file. And uh, so we start by, for example, having HANA um, asking for. The file system performance so you can see here is an error i'm not satisfying the 400 megabytes per second on hana data i only can do 200 uh, so here is an error and there is also a link to the microsoft documentation on how to uh, configure storage right. correct <coughs> um,
1: including sap notes right if, if yes
2: correct and also the sap yeah. notes where they are relevant <laughs> Um, Then I'm checking for the disk type. So if all the disks are actually the same disk type, we had scenarios Mm -hmm. where um, by accident, a wrong disk type was chosen for one of the disks. And if you do striping, uh, then the whole stripe was basically as slow as the slowest disk in this case. Mm -hmm. And that not only applies to the disk type, but also to the disk performance. So in Azure, you can now say, for example, I have a P30. Uh, but I wanted to have the performance of a P40 or a P50 during migrations, so it also checks that uh, for write Accelerator log files. You can see it's also looking there. Um, then some things like the load balancer. Yeah, uh, in Azure cases when you use HANA with uh, load balancers, it's expecting zero for the TCP timestamp. Uh, here is the SAP node. Uh, just click on it, and you go there. Then it checks whether the VM is supported at all for sub on Azure cases, not HANA. Then it checks the HANA case. So OLTP, OLAP, scale out, and so on. Uh, and then if the OS DB combination is supported. So um, as an example, one case that I had was a customer suddenly was running SUSE, Linux, and Oracle because he did that on-premise. Um, now that's not supported on Azure. So it's also checking that. And then it's, for example, here starts to do the HTTP HA checks. So HANA HA checks, including things like soft uh, dog uh, check whether the modules are loaded, load balancer. And we also included new uh, feature, which is um, checking certain kernel versions for known bugs. And I got two examples here. One of them was there was a time where HANA. 15 had problems with HANA backup failing uh, with a checksum error. And uh, that applied until this kernel version. And I'm checking the existing kernel version or the running kernel version again, against the one that um, fixed the issue. And here's the SAP link to it. And uh, then there is an issue that we know with, SUSE kernel running um, version smaller than five we know that in certain scenarios where you have a very high throughput for example then you can set these parameters in in the kernel boot lines and it will avoid a scenario there is a SUSE link already to that that isn't included in in the report yet But um, it will be there next days. So the cool thing now is that if customers run it on a regular basis, they can check whether something changed uh, for, for best practice settings, or if we found additional errors or checks that might influence the performance of the customer. So, you know, if you can avoid a scenario where you have a high network load and then a cpu lockup and it is already a known issue uh with SUSE, then you can do that in the maintenance window and avoid a potential downtime in the future yeah philip
0: yeah. when you because you're saying um, um i can run this multiple times or, yes. or um, throughout my whole operation um obviously or i guess you are um, updating a database or a table where for example a new check would come in that uh, yes, from right. a certain kernel version so does it mean when i run it i, I probably should clone um, the latest version from from github or is there an online lookup which probably does not work because my, my sap system is probably closed down so so what would be the the, the way to do this then on a regular basis
2: yeah to two possibilities the one thing you can on the one side start the GitHub repo then you will get notifications on all the pull requests and and merges Uh, the second thing is clone the repo Uh, and the third thing is there um, uh, there will be an auto check included which doesn't fail if there is no internet connection so, you know, yep. from your jump box or your local PC where you can access the SAP system and you can access uh, Azure uh, because you will need Internet access to access Azure. In this case, you might be able or there's a high chance that you can actually get um, an, an a, a test file or a version file from the Internet. And mm-hmm. it will basically say, yeah, that that's an issue. Uh, here Here is a newer version. Please run it. Um, I also thought about running it as a partial module, but sometimes customers want to run certain versions, and then it's mm-hmm. not easy to have parallel uh, modules installed with the same checks. And in the in the backend, it's a JSON file. Um, I, I will show it in a second. So it's a big JSON file with all the parameters defined, and we also documented the the checks on GitHub that means on the GitHub repo, there is a list of all the checks, and we also added a date for when we added it or when we modified it. So it's not a surprise that suddenly something is there, but we we think about we thought about
3: that when we created the documentation. Uh, one question, Phil, regarding disk check. Uh, yes. Do you have a support for INF or you're planning to do that? Uh
2: ANF is included and um great question Goran. Uh, uh sorry sorry, Dr. Bob. <laughs> uh so the close, the ANF check is included. Um if I'm checking for file systems, and as you can see here, I'm creating a table in PowerShell which merges multiple sources. That means I'm starting with a DF, then I'm collecting the VM information, taking the disk type, the performance, and so on, and calculating the performance of the certain volume. Now, if that is an NFS share for HANA, so if the HANA data, for example, is lying on an NFS share, I'm automatically adding the ANF checks.
3: And also a the, the little bit different question. Are you then testing also Azure Files, uh, NFS? Uh,
2: as soon as everything is GA and okay, if we have great. certain parameters, we'll add it. So we are in close sync with the product group. Whenever we have um, a new finding, uh, we basically have an internal process that is a feedback loop where we then add things to the quality check. Super, great. Yeah, and... Um, Attached uh, at the end, as an example here, um, we are also putting things in like CRM Configure Show or uh, CRM Status, now that is SUSE in this case. Uh, for Red Hat, it's different commands. So depending on the operating system, it will uh, then run different commands. Okay. That's Let my fault, sh- right? Sorry?
1: That's my fault to push you to add those kind of stuff. <laughs>
2: Um, yeah, could be. No. Um, so uh, let's let's have a look at one of the checks. Uh, so there, there are two checks basically. Uh, one is operating system check and one is a PowerShell command. Uh, it's super important to say we are not installing or requiring any software on the SAP system. So mm-hmm. the only thing we do is we are connecting using PS remote to Windows, or we are connecting using SSH uh, with Linux. And then we are executing certain commands, which are all query only. And then we take the output and analyze it on on the host running uh, the script. That means where you start the partial script. Um, That was one of our big design considerations. And if we have a look at, for example, um, an easy one. So, AS, uh, the check here is called ACSHA Red Hat 0005. Um, it's checking for fence K dump. So, one of the things we added in one of the last documentation updates is you can now have an additional fencing device called fence K dump. Um, and the fence K dump device is about writing a dump before actually switching over. And uh, it's running on Red Hat only. So there are if there is SuSE or Red Hat, then it's basically both here. Here's just Red Hat. It's all operating system versions. It's running on the ASCS instance for all of these databases. Uh, it's an info uh, category. That means it's not an error. It's not uh, a hard requirement to have that in place. It's optional. Um the expected result here is one. So I'm I'm checking the number of lines where fence kidup is in there. There is a documentation link um, and whether it requires, for example, which HA scenario. Now let's go to another one uh, where we, for example, check for um H uh, let's take an ANF one. As Robert already asked. So mm. here is an ANF check. Um the the command here is suctl netcore armm minus n. Uh so it's just displaying the value. I'm expecting that value which is 16 megabytes. It applies to SUSE and Red Hat, all operating system versions on VMs and HLIs. Um it's uh only for certain storage types, so we do not require that parameter if you're not running ANF uh with HANA on Azure. Uh so that's basically the answer to uh, oh. Robert's question. It applies to HA scenarios as well as non HA scenarios. That means if you're running a scale up system without HA, I'm checking it because here's the parameter force. And if you're running HA, then I'm also checking it because it's true. Mm-hmm. And it applies to SPD and fencing agent. So, as you know, we have different options to run HA scenarios and by defining these parameters it's super easy to say this check only applies uh, to a certain scenario Great, and it's
0: really and it's i mean it's even readable i mean it totally makes sense what you just said so so um, i'm just thinking um if if i'm running a huge um, sap or even a small sap on azure and i stumble across something then potentially i could even um, come up with a with such a check um, that is maybe very specific for, for my requirements. Maybe I could even check it in back to GitHub so that others can also benefit from it. Yeah,
2: because and that's what we are looking for. So we are looking for the community to contribute and give feedback on what they actually think is a good idea. So, of course, we are looking at what is officially supported, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, one feedback from a colleague was, hey, I had that issue with a customer uh, that was running, um, I think he was running 256 gigabytes of uh, swap space with a HANA database, Mm -hmm. which caused an issue of high swap, and you should only configure two gigabytes of swap uh, with HANA. Mm -hmm. So something we added simply because we said, okay, it is a community Mm -hmm. feedback, um, I think we don't have a guidance on the documentation page where we say, uh, you should have two gigabytes of swap space because we simply say you need to follow the SAP guidance, mm-hmm. but make it easier uh, and add mm-hmm. it to the quality check is, is something that that was uh, super important to us.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I think, I think, you know, Philip, uh, SAP support would like you and you already have SAP colors in your HTML stimulus uh, report. So everything is prepared. <laughs> it's
2: not an H- uh, it's not an SAP color. No, <laughs> um, but um, I'm actually talking to uh, and I got feedback from SAP uh, Max attention team where where they say yeah that's actually a cool idea uh, to to have a fast check uh when when you have an issue and and just imagine a customer having an issue opening up a support ticket if he just runs quality check and you know there was an HA error mm-hmm. uh and it just comes up with five recommendations and the links to the documentation i think the turnaround time for customers can be much faster worse, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah and I, I know, i'm just sending
0: this is Just sending this or attaching this report to the ticket that I'm creating. Then also the, the the person working on the ticket has a perfect overview of what is already working, what he knows is okay, what he knows is not okay, and then he can work on that. So I think that's already a huge um, thing to speed up. Yeah, correct.
1: And, and there are a few escalation which were solved through this tool already.
2: Yeah, so I, I mean it's it's and, really cool if a customer you know they they. Have a pain because of uh, because of an yeah because of an escalation, an unforced HANA database failover, and running the script showed immediately that, for example, one one thing that happened it was a a, a manual human error. Uh, there is a there is a value that uh, needs to be set to thirty thousand. Which is the Chorusync token parameter. And by accident, we forgot hmm. one zero on one node. So node one was running fine, node two had an issue.
0: Finding and, the needle in the haystack.
2: And, yeah. yeah, correct. So in the past, we basically took uh, SUSE support configs or Red Hat uh, collects and went through the files manually to check if all the parameters were actually set correct. Now, that took a long time, and uh, having a script that simply runs it and
3: does it is super easy. Yeah, uh, Philip. One um, question: and- uh, Is there any plan to, um, um, I don't know, integrate that with, with, for example, um, log analytics to 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 track history? You know, you have uh, yesterday one issue today. You don't you fix it? You know that you have the log of of what you changed there. So there
2: is a plan to integrate it with SAP, also with Azure. Okay. Um, uh, there, there is a initiative going on where we will integrate um, the quality check checks into okay. SAP okay. on Azure scenarios. But okay. uh, Holger would probably be hmm. the one that could say, "I can talk about it or not." I'm (laughs) hovering over the mute button
0: just to be careful. I think we plan to do a lot of things in this area. We We, we plan to to do a
2: lot of things there and yeah, there is an idea of integrating it with Azure. Okay, great. I
1: mean, the the fact anybody who troubleshoot something like this, very often comes to the point, something, some best practices on some level were not executed properly. and To go through that forest from Top to down, it's huge effort. It's really huge effort and therefore such kind of tool, it's extremely
2: helpful. I had I had one uh, customer scenario where we also uh, used quality check uh, as a stage gate when we did the SAP migration. So they were using um, their own automation using Terraform and Ansible, um, a similar thing like our automation that Kimo does um, and they were using ANF now what happened is the enf parameters were inserted to the files correctly for the Susctl parameters but by accident they didn't have a carriage return at the end of the line okay. so suddenly all the parameters were in one line which wasn't understood uh, when SuCTL was loading them now you could say they did everything right but the problem was within the automation that a carriage re- uh, return was missing, and running quality check as a, a stage gate. When you say, "Okay, now I'm finished. I have everything installed. I'm just checking whether I did everything correct. If I followed Microsoft best practice, then it's super easy, and it's done within five minutes."
3: Okay. Yeah, good point. Good example. Yeah.
2: So. Let's, let's go through an example here. I, I As you can see, I have my different profiles here. I'm testing against SUSE, Red Hat, and so on with multi-disk um, support. That means HANA data is split through multiple disks uh, instead of having one file system. Uh, so let's go for my SUSE AJ scenario where I showed you the report just a second ago. Um, at the moment, as you can see, it's a PowerShell script. And I also want to talk about the future. So what we are thinking about at the moment is PowerShell can also run GUIs. And we will create a GUI for this experience. That means you can just start the script. It will come up with a GUI where you enter all your parameters, press the run button, and in the backend, the script will automatically uh, take the right ones um, and yeah, do it. But then I it checks can for the script as well right because yes sure. I, I might
0: i mean I, i'm really thinking of a scenario where i run this script every day and i just to, to okay. see where my system is is, is going whether someone yep. messed something up or something like that
2: yeah it, it is a correlation against <laughs> your existing system and um yeah that, that's definitely possible so it just checked for the installed modules and uh, when we now go into the html report you can see it's like uh 609 so that's 1809 in 24 hour time frame and we can open up the report uh, we can check at the bottom so it's actually the one that we just created and um, now the report is done uh, I'll also show you another one so here is my multi volume example um, where you know a lot of things are messed up because I'm simply doing it intentionally running uh, an E16 instance. Uh, so it says basically, hey, your OSDB combination is not supported at all. It's not supported for HANA workloads. Uh, you didn't have write accelerator enabled um, and so on and so forth. I don't have a swap space. In this case, I have zero uh, gigabytes of swap space and fs FSTRIM is, is still enabled as an example. So super easy, uh, run within a minute. Uh, when everything is set up and the setup shouldn't be the big problem you just require PowerShell PowerShell uh, 7.1 7.2 uh, then you install the PowerShell modules for Azure so the AC and uh, posh SSH which is a great um, SSH library and uh, then you log on to uh, then you log on to Azure Uh, and that's basically it. And everything is documented on the GitHub repo. So as you can see here, the quality check, uh, it's basically run on your jump host, uh, connecting to your SAP system and connecting to Azure Resource Manager. And uh, yeah, here are the links to the PowerShell installation files. Uh, Then you install the modules, you set the execution policy that will go away as we are looking to sign the script from with a Microsoft certificate, Mm -hmm. connect to the Azure account, select your correct subscription, uh, clone the GitHub repo, download the files or a zip file, and then you just run the quality check. um, And that's basically it. And here all the checks documented. So, So basically,
0: everyone who's listening or watching should just perform these steps and see if the their SAP system is in a good state.
2: Yeah, and if you have any issues, reach out um, on LinkedIn. Reach out uh, and open up a, a GitHub uh, issue, for example, and and we'll definitely have a look. Uh, if you have ideas, if you find errors, uh, just let me know. Uh, I'm looking forward to it.
3: Cool. cool Philip,
0: I think that was amazing. Um, I I think that the check tool that that we saw a year ago or something like that was already a really really great start, but it. Really looks like you have perfected this one, and um, I, I, I know that we'll we'll have a good future um, looking at this this tool and with um, lots of ways how customers can easily consume it. But yeah. it's really fantastic.
3: Great. So well.
0: Okay. Great. Then I think with that we can close early today, which is great. Uh, very condensed, very informative session. Thank you, Philip, and I'll get back to you. We will definitely have you on the show sooner than than in a year from now.
2: Sure. Always yeah. happy to join you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.